Spencer again. Intercepted. Mortlock. They have gained it. Make hard work of it. Rokotoko's chasing, but he can give up. Mortlock gets the first try. Linked at the field. Against the run of play. Australia 5-0. There we go. 2003 World Cup broke the All Blacks' hearts. Did Sterling Mortlock. And um, as you know, people, we have Jeremy Paul on the show every Friday on the Jeremy Paul Show. And I told him uh, that Sterling Mortlock was coming on, the man that broke our hearts in that semi final. And he is going to be tuning in from Australia to listen to you. Sterling Mortlock, welcome in. Hey, great to be here. That's a nice intro, hey? A bit of Dancing Queen leading into. That 03 moment yeah. and mentioning, mentioning my first roomie ever, the butcher, Jeremy Paul, who I'm actually going to be seeing shortly. Um, there's a Rugby Union Players Association lunch on today oh. and I'm pretty sure JP will be that on the same table. So, um, you know, looking forward to seeing the, the, the great man face to face. Now, before I was in radio, Sterling, I was the TAB rugby bookmaker for about 20 years at the New Zealand TAB. And on that particular game, as the rugby bookmaker, I wanted to get the clients interested. So I doubled the price of Doug Howlett and Joe Rokothoko for the first try. So I've never cheered a Wallaby intercept as much as I cheered your one. So 20 years <laughs> 20 years later, thank you. <laughs> oh, mate, that's my pleasure. That's fantastic. All, all I will say is that... Um, I actually didn't start many of those World Cup games because I was coming back from a shoulder reconstruction, a big shoulder injury, right? And then I think my first start may have been the quarterfinal. And so my family and my, and my mates, I, you know, all put money on me to score first in that game and I came through with the goods. <laughs> and then all, all of them were like, oh, snorky, mate, that's outstanding. We're going to double up next week. And, I, you know, I, I was like... That's great. And then when I scored, I was like, I bet you a lot of my mates are on that. And then surely enough, straight after the game, my brother-in-law, he's like, you're a genius, mate. You know, I had so many guys hitting me up <laughs> just because of that. They didn't actually, weren't hitting me up because we played well. It was more about the fact that I back-to-back first try, first try scorer. So there you go, mate. It's, it's, it's weird how these things happen. Yeah, you actually got, you got the nickname around our bookmaking crew and it was a term of endearment. You were known as the evil wizard because you just seem to be able <laughs> <laughs> you seem to be able to undo it. So forever, whenever I hear Sterling Morlock, I think evil wizard, which which is, as I say, a term of endearment. Um, I want to talk to you about this coachmate thing that your you and your business partner over in Australia have partnered up with. It's a New Zealand um, idea, I guess. Can you explain to us what coachmate is in the first instance and why you've got on board with it? Yeah, sure. So I think I just... Firstly, go over XV Capital. So we're a sports investment advisory business based out of Australia, but we we look for global innovative sports tech businesses, and in particular, Coachmate. Um, you know, being so, so close to us over in New Zealand, uh, we came across the founders Michelle Michelle Walsh and Lee Kenyon. Uh, Lee's actually got a, a football slash soccer background, but um, you know, we what we really struck us first and foremost is that they've gone from a bottom-up approach on this and, and the whole vision of, of coach matters is that every kid to have a great sport experience regardless of their age, gender, ability, location and, and more importantly, the knowledge of the volunteer or the coach. So so how does it do that? They've basically made a dynamic personalised coaching app that, that gives that volunteer the tools and skills to deliver an outstanding experience to kids every time. Um, so it's, it, it's a pretty impressive thing. 
Um, they've started in New Zealand. Uh, the first clients that they've got on board in New Zealand, uh, basketball New Zealand and football slash soccer New Zealand and also golf, golf over there. And the first client in Oz is actually uh, Golf Australia. So we've, we've partnered, partnered with Coach Mate to help them accelerate their growth um, in this region, Australia, obviously, and then, and then more importantly, uh, the rest of the world as well. Because we do see this as being a fantastic solution to keep kids engaged and in sport. And one of the biggest things with, with kids in sport is um, the churn slash dropout rates. Um, and actually, you know, girls are dropping dropout rates rate is twice the rate of boys. And most often than not, the, the number one thing they cite is a poor coaching being a huge factor in that um, or a poor experience. So we think it's fitting, it's really fulfilling a, a big hole um, and, and we're really keen to help accelerate their, their, their business globally. Because yeah, I'd imagine that Australia and the kids in sport, uh, it's built on mums and dads, teachers, volunteers, as you say. And I've spoken to a few. You're like, you might get a dad and he's got an eight-year-old girl and he's coaching their football team. And, and he just quietly says, I actually don't know what I'm doing. Um, I really want to help these girls and get them engaged. But I'm not 100%. I never played football, but I just sort of get them all together and cut the oranges for half time. So if, if, the, if, I'm, if I'm the dad of that eight-year-old girl and I'm coaching their team because there's no one else to do it, what's the app going to give me? Yeah, and that's that's the key thing for Matic, I reckon. Most most dads or blokes out there are happy to bluff and say, bugger it, I'll, I'll, I'll sort it out. Um, whereas a lot of the females there, that they actually will be reluctant to put their hands up to coach because you know they won't they won't bluff their way through it. But the reality is, from 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 even from my personal experience, you know, being playing at elite level rugby doesn't mean that I can coach under tens. Mm. You know. I wouldn't even know where to start with that. And the reality is everyone sort of bluffs their way through it and has to learn, learn on the go. What Coachmate does is basically from the start, the coach enters in all their players and whatnot, and more importantly, enters in their age group, uh, their level. So are they beginner, intermediate or advanced? And then automatic, and also enters in, you know, how many, how many coaching sessions they're going to have. So is it one session a week? How long that session is? Or is it two sessions a week? How long the sessions are? And then, because Coachman has worked with that national governing body to create the content or to put all the content on the app, the app act dynamically provides a whole entire season plan, but more importantly, uh, a session plan for that for that session today. And rather than you rocking up as a coach and thinking, geez, what am I going to do today? It's already planned. And in particular, the content is in really outstanding digestible manner so if it's a, if it's a couple of drills they'll be a minute long and you can actually forward you know communicate to your players or your other um, volunteers that are helping and say hey here are the two drills we're doing today at training watch these because we're going to do them this afternoon so you can actually use the app proactively so that everyone knows what's going on and for us that's a great thing and then secondly what it does as well is help the coach, it uh, gives them push notifications on different conversations that, that coaches have to have with, with their kids, you know, not getting picked or not being happy with the position they're being picked in on different things and engaging proactively on all the mental side and, and the skills that you need to know, the softer skills, it helps with that as well. I have to read this text. It is tongue-in-cheek. It's from Josh, and he, he just says, uh, would coach mate help the next Wallabies coach? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's awesome from him. Well done, Josh. Um, but I, I guess the one thing that I did mention before is that uh, Coach Mate talks. We're talking at you know national governing body level, or or state level, or even you know a, a team level, mm. and trying to create the specific specific content 
in that area and that ecosystem. And then once we've done that and done a deal with the national government at that level, then the, the actual app is free for everyone to to use. The reality is, uh, it's Josh, isn't it? Um, yeah. We, we're talk, we're talking to Rugby Australia about doing that that at the moment, and they've got it. You know, until they do that, then no, it won't help. <laughs> is it the sort of because um, I haven't looked at the application myself at all but it sounds like it's going to be um, transferable across sports and then you just get the highly enough qualified coaches to put in a swimming program a hockey program that sort of thing exactly and that's why XV that's why we loved it it's mm. actually sports ag- agnostic mm. it's all about first and foremost giving the kids an amazing experience in whatever sport they're playing. So it's all about the values and why we love sport. Um, it's less about, you know, that, that athlete representing the country. Now, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, with this app, the coach coach can give greater experiences to their kids and create and create great outcomes for the kids and, and get them on that pathway. But the first and foremost, what it's all about is having fun, enjoying that experience and learning and enjoying yeah, all the lessons that sports teaches us. And this this app just does that in a dynamic manner um, based on whatever the coach wants. And then more importantly, it gives really meaningful data about what you need to look at from a coaching point of view. It breaks it all down. And then even the national governing body, you can have real clear feedback on what the coaches are liking, what they're not liking, what they need help on and, what, and everything around that. Um, I was just thinking too, just completely from a personal point of view, when I first shifted to Auckland, you know, you move to a new town, you don't know many people, and I thought I might go and join a sports club. Too old to play, don't really want to just go and work behind the bar or I want to have some sort of meaningful. And I thought about coaching, like I've got a rugby league club just down the road from my home, and I thought I could go and coach the kids on a Saturday. But what stopped me was I actually don't know what to do. Um, and I, I, I actually might put my hand up surely if you get a rugby league or a rugby one because – I've got the I've got the um, the determination or the willingness to do it, but I don't have the tools. This sounds this sounds good for people if, like exactly like me. Totally, the whole DNA of this business, as I guess you know, Michelle being a parent, um, wanted to give, in, in particular, the flexibility for any woman volunteer to actually put their hands up to coach. Uh, but it's, it's a great tool for any person to get, put their hand up and a resource for you to put your hand up and say, you know what, I'm happy to have a, I'm happy to put my hands up as coach. And more importantly, it gives you the flexibility to empower volunteers to help you as well. Mm. Often when you do that, right, you put your hand up, you go, okay, I'm going to do this. This certainly did happen to me when I was down in Melbourne, um, actually coaching basketball of all sports. <laughs> and then everyone just said, oh, well, he's a coach. Um, and, and also, I guess, given my background, they just, no one really helped me. It was really tough to get help, but that's the reality is, you need you need other volunteers to help take the weight off and everything else. And if you've got that on the, on the app, everyone knows what's going on. It's really easy for you to step up. Um, so, funnily enough, I know Michelle has been talking to a league uh, organisation uh, across the ditch over there in New Zealand. I'll, I'll need to confirm how those are going, but mm. you never know. It might not be too far away, mate. Mate, we've got uh, so many questions that have come from the listeners to you. I will vet them. I won't send you anything too tricky. Um, Brad says, does coach mate come with a complimentary pair of fingerless gloves? <laughs> <laughs> mate, I, there's not a, not, a, not a day that goes by where I get slammed about that. Um, uh, so so almost, every, almost every Kiwi that I meet 
hits me up about that 03 intercept and pretty much says that I was offside. And then straight away they'll, they'll go into the they'll go into the the gloves the gloves and say, mate, what were you doing? And even my best mates they still get me on that. So um, you know he, he's another one that's 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 had a ribbing. And all I can say is in my in my uh, defence is that they worked. Yeah, you caught it. You caught it. Um, <laughs> Mikey, who listens all day, every day, he works in the uh, landscape industry in Christchurch. He says, having Sterling Mortlock is a great get, one of the Wallabies I greatly admired for his intelligent play and his toughness. But can you please ask him, after that intercept try at the World Cup, which broke my heart, did he ever say anything to Carlos Toffee Pop Spencer, um, cheeky or otherwise? I hope so, especially as a Cantab who got roasted by Carlos regularly. Did you have words? No, I, unfortunately, I didn't. Um, it was a, it was a sweet ball, though. It, he couldn't have passed it better to me. Um, but, but 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 no, unfortunately, I think he got dragged pretty soon after that. And and, and unfortunately, you know, uh, but Lossy, mate, we we literally, especially at Brum's level, like Brumbies, you know, you'd be watching a lot of the best teams and what teams are doing, and and. And if you didn't think of it, you'd be stealing anyone that had great moves and great plays. Often we'd watch, you know, that Auckland Blues team and, and when Lossy was at his peak and we'd just be clapping watching some of the footage, mate. He mm. used to do some of the most crazy stuff. And so I guess all I can say is is that utmost respect, um, he was a freak, did so many things that no one else could do. But on that day, uh, our whole focus was to put a lot of pressure on him Um and a lot of that was with line speed and whatnot. And unfortunately, you know, he, he, his pass was a sweet pass for me to intercept. Mm. So if, thank you, Lossie. Yeah. Have you got a f- couple more minutes? <laughs> have you got a couple more minutes? Because I've got lots of questions coming from listeners. They're loving hearing from you. Well, uh, I've, I've actually, I'm at this, um, I'm just waiting for the Rugby Union Players Association lunch that I'm going to. So I, I do need to jump. All right. But, Maybe one, maybe one or two, mate. And okay. Then we'll wrap they want to ask that? about the future of the Wallabies, the Wallabies coach. Um, who would you endorse as coach? All of that sort of thing. So ju- maybe just your sentiments. We'll do it in one. Um, the Wallabies, can they move forward? What do they have to do to move forward? We'll encapsulate them all with that. Yeah. Look, I, I think I, I don't. I'm not going to put any, any uh, hat in the ring for someone who I think should be the coach. I think there are some. Some, some 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 good candidates out there. Mm. I think what needs to happen is though, uh, and Phil War as CEO is currently trying to do this. There needs to be, uh, and, and at the moment the phrase is centralisation, but it's not really that. There needs to needs to be alignment. Mm. And you guys did this after two thousand and seven, right? You guys got all the stakeholders in and said we we've all got to make hard decisions to make. We want to have great All Blacks as the outcome for the whole uh, rugby ecosystem. And unfortunately, we in Australia, we haven't done that. Everything should be, how do we make great wallabies and or great wallaroos? And if it doesn't do that, then we don't need to do it. But unfortunately, we haven't had that alignment of, of the ecosystem. And I think that's what needs to happen, in, in particular in regards to the wallabies. Um, what, in hindsight, you know, was, was a significant error, was trying to do a rebuild in a World Cup year. Mm. Um, and World Cup years... Typically, the teams that do the best in a World Cup are the ones that have really settled combinations and high cohesion. And I'd argue that was the case this World Cup. You had, you had, a, you had probably um, Ireland maybe got knocked off, and, and they were a team that had really, really good combinations and cohesion. But South Africa and New Zealand both really well settled teams, and you know South Africa who end up winning it 
had that had such confidence in what they were doing, they could change their game plan mid game, mm. which you know was pretty impressive. Um, so what I would love to see is Australia, um, whoever the new coach is, hopefully retains most of the core of those players, and there needs to be a review process where those players get an opportunity to go through what was done in the World Cup, what was done poorly, what was done well. How do we not make the same mistakes, and how do we all grow from that experience? Mm. If that doesn't happen, the whole year is just a total waste and a write-off. And, and typically to get periods of sustained success, you need continuity of, of, of system, continuity of coaches, and continuity of players, and you need to have – the opportunity to review and learn from when really think things don't go your way. Mm. If we don't have that opportunity to develop and learn from that, we'll be in all sorts, not just next year, but, you know, when the British and Irish lines come in 2025. Sterling, so there you go, mate. Yeah. Long-winded answer. No, fantastic answer. I wish you all the very best with Coach, mate. I absolutely love the sound of it. You're one of New Zealand's favourite ever wallabies, but to me, in the nicest possible way, you'll always be the evil wizard and I really appreciate chatting to you today <laughs> <laughs> thanks very much for having you Tom. Have me. cheers cheers mate there he is uh, what a champion bloke uh, former Wallabies great absolute great gosh he was good Sterling Mortlock um, and yep he got that intercept try in that semi-final in 2003 that was the four more years that was the four more years Georgie Gregan End of the game, wasn't it? And Sterling scored in the first 10 minutes. Fantastic to have him on the show. Let's take a break.